Instead of eight crazy nights, it's just one crazy night because tonight is Donica, the day where I'm lit, not the candles. And this is a Harry Home Companion with me, Donarchy. I'm her suit, cute, and incredibly stoned. Each episode, I try my damnedest to host a nice little comedy talk show while more baked than a pan of funeral potatoes at a potluck after a Mormon memorial in Utah. We might not put the fun in funeral here on a Harry Home Companion, but we put the you're all in it, as in, you're all going, how the hell is this show still on the air? And we put the pot in potato, very clearly, very obviously. Uh, anyways, depending on the weed and the mood, I could do each segment no problem. Other times, I won't be able to make it through and who knows how it'll end up or where I'll go. That's why we start off each show with retractions and corrections where I correct mistakes and some answer questions brought up in the previous episode or tell you what I was trying to say in last week's segment, but was too high to get through to. This week's retractions and corrections. You know, thinking about it, funeral potatoes are a cuisine of the original Prairie Home Companions, so, you know, this, this is what we eat out here. We love casseroles. I'm very fascinated by them. I love to look at Mennonite cookbooks and relax. That's how I relax. I'm just like, ah, hamloaf. You need five pounds of, you know, spam to get started and I want to know all about it. Ah, brain spa. I'm relaxed. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, and then, uh, next retraction and correction. You know, now I'm kind of noticing the show is pretty religious all of a sudden and I guess it kind of is like uh you know biblical plague it sounds like it's frogs or pestilence of livestock or like locusts with all the wailing and groaning and riveting riveting topics I will eventually talk about uh I guess yes gods, yes disasters, oh. But back to the show! We don't need to talk about the Red Sea. We, this is all about the time you spend every Sunday where you dread seeing where I go. And this is where I will go. Uh, first real retraction and correction. Uh, jokes I should have made and thought of immediately after recording. Um, I should have called, I like literally was like, God damn it, again, second episode in a row where I was like, no, no, why didn't I say that? Like, I was talking about Greek and Roman statues and how people, they're not actually white marble, they're very brightly colored. It's like, you know, you know, Vegas uh, at night, baby, it's beautiful, neon, bright lights, gaudy, lots of patterns. Lots of secrets, lots of things being left behind in the desert. You know, bright, like the costume of the showgirl you had an indiscretion with at, you know, 
the circus circus and that, that's what Greek and Roman statues look like that they look like what stays in Vegas sometimes a little piece of your heart coming of age but yeah that's what Greek and Roman statues look like they're not white they're really colorful and gaudy and uh, ancient Greeks were like ooh darker skin tones hot love it and it's, they're right they're not wrong and uh, instead people were like no 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 they didn't like color because they were restraining themselves because they were civilized and those are definitely portraits of very white people um, yeah, I was, I was talking about that, and then I started making, as, as you can tell, um, there is no rhyme or reason to this, and, uh, because of that, I ended up talking about Ari Aster, and I'm like, damn, what a missed opportunity where I could have called him Ari Alabaster while making fun of how white he is, while talking about ancient Roman and Greek statues we're switching it up we're switching up the order of the words because i have to say that five thousand times today because i can't do anything right and but what i can do right is get back to the retractions and corrections and tell you that uh another th missed opportunity that happened where i was like god damn it again 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 why um after like immediately after like pressing stop um for recording the show was I should have said I was more stoned than an ancient Greek or Roman statue. Um, anyways, next retraction and correction. Um, I was stoned and embarrassed and said it really confusingly, but Roddy McDowell taught his best friend, Elizabeth Taylor, yes, that E.T., um, how to perform certain sexual acts for the pleasure of uh people uh who like bjs and um yeah that's some hollywood gossip i got from a friend who uh, uh you know oh no maybe i shouldn't talk about that maybe like the the state of rowdy mcdowell and elizabeth taylor will be like okay <laughs> listen up you hairy home companion you're gonna be a real hairy home companion because you're gonna we're gonna make sure you're under house arrest with no access to a microphone to punish you for what you have done um to the memory of roddy mcdowell and elizabeth taylor roddy fabulous guy i love him elizabeth iconic i also would love to have eight marriages and or divorces i don't know how many i can't remember but Clearly, I am the kind of homosexual where I'm deeply invested in this information and uh, sharing it with the wider community. Yes, you know, you can we can spin it. We can say this is like some queer community crafting by me saying this about uh, Roddy McDowell and Elizabeth Taylor. May they rest in peace. Um, but. Uh, yeah, now you know, and uh, I have now, you know, thrown me and my fucked me and my friend over real bad. Will I come calling? Um, and uh, in the meantime, uh, let's talk about one of the miracles of Donica, which is the uh, time where I did retractions and corrections 
in a timely manner where it didn't eat up half the show. Uh, and that's what I'll do. Uh, and, and then I shall do it. Yes. Uh, here's a commandment. Grace Kelly had an Hermes bag, not a Louis Vuitton bag associated with her like I previously stated. I was wrong. It was Hermes, and I knew it. I knew it! I like that bag. Um, the reason the bag is associated with her, according to the Hermes website, and I was too lazy to double-check and make sure this isn't just some Hermes propaganda, but if it is, sponsor me. I'd love it. I, I don't care. Like, I'll take a Birkin. I'll f you gotta smash it up like the OG. You know, you gotta put stickers on it and shit. You gotta bang it up so it looks good. It doesn't look good too pristine. It's too heterosexual pristine. That's why we like why we like Jane Birkin. She's got problems with her gender and sexuality that she alludes to in that Agnes Vada movie about her. It's good stuff. Go with that. That's how you make a Birkin bag go look good, in my honest opinion. But I don't know how- I guess with a Grace Kelly bag, maybe you want to look like a heterosexual. I don't know Grace Kelly's deal, uh, but she did- I- I wasn't like, ooh, Grace Kelly, I wonder. But Jane Birkin, we all are like, I wonder, and it's like, confirmed. She's like, I wish I was a dude, and then it's like, it all makes sense. That song with Serge Gainsbourg, aha! So, you know- I guess if you want a Kelly bag, which is the bag Hermes named after Grace Kelly, go for that! Go if you want to look heterosexual. Or do that, or a pristine Birkin bag. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, the, but according to the Hermes propaganda, sponsor me. Because, um, uh, you know, you'll sell more bags if people listen to me because they'll keep banging them up and fucking them up and lighting them on fire because they're like, this person's right! They should look bad to look good. Um, so, uh, yeah, hit me up, um, uh, because you're gonna end up, you know, selling purses like hotcakes with what I'm advocating, plus I am about to tout your official, you know, company line. I'm gonna read directly from the copy on your website, because I was too lazy to double check and figure out if you were lying or not. I guess retraction and correction for next week. This is lying. Um, you should still sponsor me anyways. Because the reason... Because look, I'm doing such a good job. I'm going to read directly from what I copy and pasted from your website. You know, it's part of, I'm helping establish a brand. I don't know what that means. I don't know how anything works. I don't know what a brand is. I don't like networking. I think it's mean. I don't know or care or like any of this stuff. It freaks me out. But, Hermes, I can do it for you. Trust me. Um, uh, well, as, uh, and, and to earn your trust, uh, here, here you go. Read directly from the website. Um, in the late 1950s, legend has, ooh, they're even being like, we don't know the veracity of this, but, uh, you know, this is kind of like Hollywood Babylon. Wow, alright. I see. Uh, well, then the, the, it is, a, you know, also another theme of the episode. Oh, Hollywood Babylon. Now, it really is biblical and gay today. Uh, but, uh, anyways, um, legend has it that... Uh, this is from the Hermes website. Uh, legend has it that Grace Kelly, a Hollywood star turned 
Princess of Monaco was photographed uh, holding the bag over her stomach to conceal the early signs of her pregnancy. The bag shot to international fame and was renamed the Kelly. I don't know what it was named before. It could have been anything. It could have been named Claude. It could have been named Charlemagne. It could have been named, you know, Untitled Number Two for all we know. I, I guess we'll find out what it was called before it was called the Kelly Bag next week. Anyways, next retraction correction. There is no Anna Nicole Smith Monopoly, and that is a shame. And I guess I have to run for the Senate now because this is the only way we can get this done because this is very important and it would be very good and I would love to play it. And I don't know any other way to get it done. So, you know, we're now heralding the rise of Donarchy, as in I'm Donna Archie, and this is my Donna Archiest, Donna Archiest manifesto because this is my show, Harry Home Companion, where I tell you the dumb things I think, and you listen, and you're like, oh, I'm only hearing the most important and vital information one can ever hear, and uh, here is more. Uh, vital and important information that people in our day and age should know, which is that the Rex in Rex Harrison is short for Reginald. Yeah, big reveal. I don't know. You can get a Rex out of Reginald, but you know, they could be short for anything like Rexcitement or Rexisting Rust or. Rexurrection. I don't know what it could, but I guess I don't know. The, the the British are so frightening. I don't even want to ponder the implications of how you get Rex out of Reginald. But anyways, his name, his full name was Sir Reginald Carey Rex. Nickname in quotations Harrison. Anyways, uh, final retraction and correction. The Etruscans who flourished in central Italy between the 18th and 3rd century BCE were noted in antiquity for their sumptuous banquets, drinking parties, and general easy living, and they sound like my kind of people. Well, they sound more like crustaceans than people, like Etruscans, but I, um, you know... Uh, even if they were crab beings, I'd be like, you guys rock. You like to party. You like to hang out. You like to chill. Me, you guys, Roddy McDowell, we would Mehmuni. We would know how to do it. We would get it done. Uh, Mehmuni is Persian for party, but it's not just a party. It's a certain je ne sais quoi. It's different than a party. It's a whole other phenomenon like you, you talk a lot and then people recite poetry and then you dance and then people tell jokes and it gets real rowdy and then you eat too much and you're like yeah fabulous time do let's do it every day that's why i like the etruscans 
And they were like Roddy McDowell because he threw a good party. We, I think, you know, we should invent time travel and make this possible. And I'm sure they're working on it. I thought they already did it though with that like thing with like the boat in the, I don't know what that conspiracy theory is. Guess we'll, we'll figure out what conspiracy theory my stoned ass was trying to talk about on this episode of A Harry Home Companion here on BFF.FM with me, Donna Arky. And uh, I guess Donna Arky is a better system of governance for the principality of Donoko. Uh, you know, they, need, they don't need Mona Arky. Yeah, like monarchy. They need donarchy. Well, we all could use some anarchy, but that's neither here nor now. Um, and that's what's happening. And I forget if I finish announcing the show, but I'm sure I've already done it like 30 times in a row because I get stoned and I'm like, oh, how long have I been talking? Did I tell people what the show is? I gotta, or I'll get, you know, you. They'll blame this on the innocence before or after this. They'll just be like, my god, you know, what is this, like, crazed country preacher on a, you know, FM radio station? You know, what is this? Is Children of the Corn? Get out of here. All these corny jokes and biblical references today. It really is Hollywood Babylon, and I'm really sure that you know, saying the phrase Hollywood Babylon is not really helping my case to convince you that no, this is not, you know, the hooting and hollering of your local evangelical Christians. This is me. So, uh, yes, and in a tribute to all of that, um, I know I'm, I know I made more mistakes, but I didn't feel like doing all of them because I just started a new job and it's, it's bonkers and I'm so tired uh, all the time. But let's do the donation so that we can get into it and do stuff for once. And another thing I'm gonna do is read from the script and I'm doing it now. Uh, yes, have you considered donating to BFF.FM yet? You should. Not only is this such a unique community radio station that reflects and respects the diversity of the Bay Area, but it keeps weirdos like me busy, so we don't invent the world's first Fabio-themed foods deodorant called Fabio. Get yourself down to bff.fm slash donate where you can send a one-time donation or set up monthly recurring donations and be our bestie with benefits. Again, not helping my case to say I am not a, you know, evangelical preacher dancing around with a bunch of poisonous snakes, you know, live from, you know, from the backwoods of San Francisco. Or, you know, that's not happening. Uh, I am, I am, I am, you know, dancing with snakes. Well, more like mistakes, because I keep messing up the show. Well, and let's not do that. Uh, Let us do our first segment. Uh, And you shall enjoy hearing me read from the script again. 
Oh no, I forgot to do that assignment for the show. I was going to watch, uh, Puchinski, which is the craziest 30 minutes of a TV show you can ever watch. It's a pilot, never got made, wish it did. Peter Boyle is a dog who's a cop. Because he- Oh, it's like last week! Oh, I should have brought up Puchinski too when I was talking- That would have been a good way to have segued into it because last week I was talking about how every time I meet a Reiki healer, they're so oblivious to the point they drive me insane. Like, they're just like- just so incompetent at reading the room and being cog just present and there and, and then they're just completely wrong and just like just grating on you um because you know i'm being cursed that by you know being forced to live this life according to what the reiki healers would say and any information they could give me will you know i will never receive it because I am eternally cursed to be driven just only meet the most dingbat annoying Reiki healers ever because I'm sure there's really nice ones well uh yeah then uh I just am like well if you can't see what's happening in front of your eyes how am I supposed to believe you about what's happened in the past I, I just can't I, and then so any information I could get to get out of this mortal coil you know, go on, proceed on to the next life, because I'm in purgatory. We all are in FDRs, as in fucking Donna Arkies. Hellfire said chat, as in, you know, you know the show. I'll, I'll bring it up soon. Uh, just, you know, just just in case uh, someone's tuning in right now. But I give myself a second to breathe. I think I just announced it, you know, pretty recently. Um, but like I said... It would have been a good time to bring up Puchinski because it's about- Okay, I'll give you a brief synopsis about Puchinski and I will report back to you with the specifics next week and maybe I'll, I'm going to do a special ooh, dogs and cats episode of how Puchinski is one of the best uh, stupid like TV show episodes you can watch and how the cat from outer space is one of the best stupid Movies you can watch, and it'll be a little cute little doggy kitty themed episode. We love it, especially because I sound like a talking cartoon dog. And I, my friend who I love very much, who I, I know listens to the show sometimes, was like, in the nicest, sweetest way, I love them very much. They were like, Well, ever since you met, you said that about your voice, I can't really unhear it. And I'm like, Wow, <laughs> damn it. Oh, it, it makes too much sense. I don't know what happened. Like, what, what what was happening in the Middle East that it made me develop this way? <laughs> what was going on 10,000 years ago? Uh, this is, uh, like, am I, is this, am I able to, like, do some form of echolocation with this really high-pitched, shrieky voice? I don't understand. Maybe I'm a Batman from Batman Turkey. I don't know. Well, well, I mean, I I could, I don't know if, I mean, I could be part of Turkey. Well, it's real messy. I got lots of ethnicities. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that these jeans don't fit. I don't understand why I sound like this. Uh, uh what evolutionary purpose it serves. 
maybe it is a defense mechanism to pierce the eardrums of my enemies so I have time to gather uh, berries and run away with my little, you know, lemur tail. I don't know, um, but I guess the cats out of the bag. I got a dog voice and I'm going to talk about dogs and cats next week. If I get to it, if I remember, we'll see. We'll see. It, it could happen eventually. Um, but yeah, let me, but the reason I'm bringing this all up is because Puchinski is, would have, you know, loved a Reiki healer. They would have loved him because in the show that there's only one episode of because life is cruel, uh, Peter Boyle is a gritty, tough-talking, new, no-nonsense New Yorkian cop, copper, and he loves hot dogs and hot ladies. How gals, and uh, he gets hit by a car, not that hard. Uh, his stunt double was like, eh, it isn't easy, like, I don't know how much they get paid. Maybe that's why they were all striking. Maybe, I don't know if it was better then or now. That's gonna be a real hard retraction and correction to think of. I guess less because they do so much CGI now, so, you know, but I'm not gonna compare the, the stunt actor pay rates from 2023 to like whatever but anyways yeah Puchin, that's, that's Peter Boyle and his alive name is Officer Something Puchinski and then he gets hit by a car not that hard dies real dead and then his John Arbuckle of a you know a sidekick like it's kind of I, I don't know I know they're trying to make him not that likable but compared to Peter Boyle who's just like hey hey I'm gonna I'm a I'm a Muppet dog by Jim Henson you know it was, I think that's who did the Muppet I guess I'll just retract your question if confirm this is this my Hollywood Babylon claiming that Jim Henson made Muppets that he ate oh my god I am like Kenneth Anger but um I'm just uh but more like menace danger you know it's a real freaky show and he was having fun I don't know what we're having here but it's not that um and uh I yeah so anyways uh Peter Boyle I'm, he's annoying and he's a Muppet and I don't know who made him the Muppet I don't know who made Peter Boyle. I guess we'll find out next week. Who was his mom and dad? Were, were they were they good, kind, God-fearing folks like the kinds we like on this uh, show? A hairy home companion with me? Uh, what, what do you call an evangelical? Captain Donna Arkey. Uh, Lord, have mercy on your souls. Uh, go to a, a cobbler. They could use a checkup. I don't know what evangelical preachers say or do. Oh, they they do exorcisms. They go, demon, be gone! Well, this demon is not going anywhere because I gotta tell you about um, wacky facts. Because I gotta do the show. Oh, I fucking, I beefed it. I like, oh, no, wait, well, I didn't be fair. I was telling you about Puchinski. I'll tell you about Puchinski, and then I will do a segment, damn it. But yeah, 
Peter Boyle, he gets murderated and he is regenerated into a dog who can talk! Not like he doesn't send mind signals to his owner. It's not like a, a you know, supernatural thing. He is a dog. So like I said, Reiki healers would love this guy. They'd be like, Puchinski, you know, thanks. We're rich. Oh, Reiki healers um, sponsor me along with Hermes. Oh, this is going to be a real, um, you know, real fancy show. Um, anyways, Puchinski, uh, again, played by Peter Boyle. Uh, gets into hijinks, and one of them is he, after turning from a man into a dog, he turns into a rooster, as in he cockblocks his, uh, sidekick who's trying to go on a date with the nice single lady with the nice kid, and then, uh, but I think he tries to get them together by, with the power of Frank Sinatra, because Peter Buellis Puchinski really loves Frank Sinatra, and the dog... You know, uh, singing, uh, you know, everybody loves- I don't know if that's Frank Sinatra. Well, he likes a song that is Frank Sinatra aligned, retraction and correction for next week. I figure out who it is. Was it Dino? Was it, uh, Sammy Davis Jr.? I don't know who, which of the Rat Pack it was, but, you know, did they ever call- if they all held hands at once, they'd be the Rat King. Because if you look that up, you'll be like, ew, gross. And oh god, I hope it wasn't really happening. Huh. Maybe Rat King Cole's like I don't know who any of these people are. Anyways, um, yeah. He likes their music and he they, they love having the dog puppet lip sync to it. It's very like, you know, 90s jerk, the height of it, where it's like cool characters are cool because they're mean and they're jerks. But they've got a heart of gold and they love being from New York and they eat hot dogs. And he's a hot dog because his soul went came from the bowels of hell and immediately located itself inside of a pit bull. A full-grown one, interestingly. Like, the dog wasn't born- Oh! Maybe I should be a real- I should know what real, you know, evangelical preachers do because this is an exorcism. If I've ever seen one, like, get the Reiki healers, get me, we'll fix it. Yeah, he just possesses a dog. We- I'd like to see Puchinski from the possessed dog's perspective. I'd like to see that, but I don't think we will ever get to. Um, but, you know, what? what's it like, you know, being an innocent, you know, dog with a loving family? Because it was a well-groomed dog. He, he didn't seem like he was a runaway. And then all of a sudden, you've been taken over by Peter Boyle's, you know, immortal soil, soul. And you have to, you have to just be along for the ride with this parasite, you know, taking over. Or does the, you know, is it a different process? I don't know how possessions work. Um, and yeah, you know, again, if you think this is like some evangelical, you know, weird, like, you know, maybe this is like an investigative report. They do podcasts on here sometimes where... 
they, they talk about important things. Oh, maybe you're, you're like, ah, yes, BFF.FM. Like, you know, hard-hitting information and facts. Um, but it, with, it's just me. It's 420-420. Barbara Bud Walters. Geraldo. Dan Blather. We're all here. And this is 60 minutes of absolute psychological torture. Uh, anyways, um, we're all here and we're doing the show and I need to do it. Um, and uh, we're done talking about Puchinski, damn it. I'll get back to you next week with the information because there's, there's more important information, which is my first and goddamn it, always last. When I thought I was like, okay. Short retraction and corrections, but I did talk about, you know, I did spread the gospel of Puchinski, so maybe it's a homework assignment. Go watch Puchinski on YouTube, and then you'll see what I saw, and then we'll talk about it. We'll process it together, and then I will recommend Cat from Outer Space and why it is a good, stupid movie for all occasions. Now that is a Dr. Arkies. Harry Home Companion, guarantee your money back. It works. Um, there's there's some stunts, some airplane stunts with a stuffed cat and uh, Sandy Duncan. You know, it's good stuff. Oh God. Anyways, um, if you guys are tuning in and you're like, it's nice that BFF.FM really cares about their community and they let the senior citizens do little radio shows so they can still feel important and vital to the community. Like, they're talking about Sandy Duncan and Ronnie McD... Oh, that old grandpa isn't lonely because his kids don't visit him anymore. BFF.FM really cares about community. No, and I am not a senior citizen. Uh... And I wouldn't blame you if you're going, okay, if not a senior citizen, then a sovereign citizen who has taken over BFF.FM. And this is their, you know, their, their, you know, their, their reading from their, uh, you know, man, their, their manifestos. And it just sounds like that. They kind of just sound like that. And BFM has been taken over and we should really donate to help them pay for the legal battles to get this one out. You know, this, and then you just go like, wow, I really wish it was just that senior citizen, not this one. Uh, no, that's not what's happening. It's a mystery lost to time, because I'm pretty sure I just announced the show. This is, oh, this is, all right, I'm going to admit, whenever I am sleep deprived because I had Four glasses of the chai from the Pakwan in the Mission. Pakwan, sponsor me. Pakwan, Reiki Healing, Hermes. It's a good time. You know, your people have. Let me speak to my people. It'll work out. Um, anyways, I had four cups of the chai from there. And uh, I had it at 7 p.m., but I'm like, ha ha ha. Me and my flagrant case of untreated ADHD, because I was in denial that grad school gave me ADHD burnout, and I uh, 
could in my chronic fatigue and stuff from my horrible life and all the other f f problems that vex me um and such uh they uh i can drink four cups of very steeped chai marsala from pakwan i'm not an animal i'm iranian i know what chai means it means tea that's what we call it too um so i i know i'm just saying tea i know i know i'm a jerk but i had four glasses of it from pakwan being like my superpowers of you know just just having lots of disabilities and stuff uh i can drink four cups of this and go to sleep just fine because i usually do that but new job all these things get me up at night so i'm very sleep deprived so these episodes get a little zany because like i have w told you multiple times i'm sure as i am advised to by my lawyer is to inform you that uh by the uh, standards set by the state of California, uh, the the board has uh, given me the certificate of being stoned to the bone after passing a full inspection. So, I, that's what's happening. And uh, another thing that's happening is that I'm going to do wacky facts. Our first goddamn last segment. No, I didn't want it to be. I had so many good ones. Well, I mean, you did hear about Puchinski, so you, it was educational, you know. Uh, you, you got, like, a, clearly a talking dog t giving you a, it's like a PBS show, basically. They got a show like that with a talking dog. It's called Martha Speaks. And I got a nephew who's watching it, and that's how I realized, oh no, I sound like a talking dog. I sound like that dog talking on that show that my nephews were watching. Uh, and it was hard to accept that, but then I did, and, um, I hope that you will accept that with only 22 minutes left of the episode, I will now tell you about this wacky fact, because it's very good and important, and I've known about it since I was a very little kid, because I was like, you know, why not be FDA as in fascinated in Donna Arkey and read about the early FDA? Because for some reason, history about the early FDA. I love to read about it. It is some scary times, but I don't want to imagine it. I just want to read about it. I like reading about tenements. I don't know why. It's a, I'm like, oh, well, everyone's having a real bad time, but I'm having a real good time hearing about it. And that, that's not good. Um, so, read about it, and I've known about it for a while, and I'm like, why did it take me this long to remember to tell you? Because this is one of my favorite things to th think about, but not too hard. And I will reveal it to you by reading from the script and getting on with the show. Our first segment is Wacky Facts, Latin name Wackiest Facticus. Each week, my stone ass leaves you, a, learns you a weird and interesting fact about every subject possible, from animals to history and everything in between. This week's fact, did you know that ice cream cones save lives? And it's not for any of the purposes you're thinking, like, you know, <laughs> someone's got to perform a trick me real fast or you know maybe there's been a car accident you want to redirect traffic you know because like you're waiting for the CHP to show up I 
it's not like that at all. The way that ice cream cones save lives, and they've saved a lot of them, is because before there were ice cream cones, um, people were having a real hard way transporting ice cream in a way that makes you feel real bad that they didn't figure out ice cream cones sooner, because you're kind of like, it, it seems like something, you know, like... The ice, uh, the ice cream cone and ice cream have existed in harmony since day one. I know there are some historic, like, coronets that people put ice cream in that come show up in like the sixteen hundreds and shit. But uh, you ate them with a knife and fork. It was more of a pastry. But they're kind of like an uh, archaic, you know ice cream but you expect it to go back even further like when they were inventing ice cream you know back in the day which uh you know happened in my neck of the woods and Iran and where I'm from well not me personally I'm from Fairfield um but that's where you know the general geopolitical zone everyone well not everyone they're all over the place but they were all meeting up hanging out over there yeah, uh, you think ice cream cones would be, like, they'd be about the time where, like, you know, they were invented ice cream down there, you know? Uh, they would go hand in hand, but no, it, it, it doesn't. It shows up way later, and later than you would like it to, because before they had ice cream cones, before they had disposable paper cups and plates and things like that that could be produced easily and thrown away uh well not so easily everyone's lots of litter bugs out there but um they didn't really have that many good methods of eating ice cream like out in like you know when you the ice cream man would come by um because the first method was the ice cream would be frozen real hard and they'd slice off a slice of it and put it in a piece of wax paper and you're gonna have a slice of real hard ice cream and uh, in a piece of paper and complications ensue but many people were like I can't take that anymore I am going to do something which seems like the best possible course of action in order to enjoy some ice cream which is something known as a penny lick which fabulous drag name for someone free to a good home yes a hairy home companion with me Donna Arkia BFF.FM is the only show here where you could win fabulous prizes such as a drag name and uh, there's a whole list you could you cl collect them all uh, you gotta listen to all the episodes, though. Now, that's not good. But anyways, yes, Penny Licks, an oral history. Get it? Uh, Penny Licks are, like, the opposite of what I was talking about a la Hollywood Babylon with uh, Roddy McDowell and Elizabeth Taylor. Those are more like, why diamond licks? I mean, all diamonds. She had them all. Um, but Penny Licks were absolutely the opposite spectrum of Elizabeth Taylor type opulence. E.T. does not phone it in. Like, the, the other one, uh, I mean, he's just naked. I mean, he gets dressed up like a lady for a little bit, but he's more interested in phoning home. But this E.T., 
uh, she was real rich. And penny licks are endemic to a population that are not rich because, um, penny licks have a very Dickensian origin story, much like Charles Dickens, who also had a very Dickensian origin origin stories i'm pretty sure uh, maybe not maybe do you think he was like a trust fund kid slumming it we'll find out i think he i think he grew up poor he was running from experience he knew all about it uh he's been in a workhouse um and uh well basically that's where that's where you get penny licks which are the most dickensian way of eating ice cream i could really think of because there are these little glass cups that are manufactured. They're like, they're like little tiny ice cream sundae cups made out of glass that are, uh, they look really cute and appealing. You just see them, you're like, that's adorable. And they're specifically made to make the ice cream in the, like, the cup, the penny lick look bigger through magnification so you can give people less ice cream but for more money which is very dickensian in of itself and the way that they uh distributed the ice cream is that the in an even more dickensian manner the ice cream vendor would be like hey come get a penny like or you could get a a a half ha penny Lick, which is a half penny lick, or a tuppenny lick, or two penny lick, which is less and or more ice cream. But the the penny lick, the singular penny lick, tended to be the most popular choice. And what you would do is you would basically put the tiniest amount of ice cream possible, magnified to look as voluptuous as Elizabeth Taylor, um, you know, like, seductive, uh, voluptuous, you know, this E.T. Bones home. Bones homies. I don't know. You know, sexy. is sex appeal, but it was literally, like, they would put the tiniest amount of ice cream, and the way that they would g give people this tiny amount of ice cream, uh, is that they would just put a little slice or a scoop of the ice cream in there, hand it to the person, the person would lick the glass clean, and then just hand it back to the ice cream salesman who would not wash it. He was like, good job licking it clean, looks fabulous, ready to be served to the next customer. It sounds a lot like a Sizzler's, but it isn't. It's the ice cream that ices you because it caused of course tuberculosis outbreaks uh because of course it would if you're just like don't forget to lick the glass clean so i could put more ice cream in it for the next customer who lives you know in the uh, rap because of the industrial revolution you know Capitalism getting bigger and stronger has made life worse for all of us. But, you know, that's not good. Yeah, we're, we're an, an, you know, 
I am Anarchy. That's my real name. It's not Donarchy. I was just lulling you into a false sense of uh, safety. Oh, I stand corrected in even a more Dickensian twist. Um, boy, you scream, I scream out in mortal anguish in Dickensian times because you know how I said they made those little cups, like, they, they made them all magnified so that, you know, you could sell people less ice cream for more germs. Um, I mean, money. And, um, you, you know, like... It was a way to just try to get as much money as you could out of your fellow uh, sufferers in hell, this hell we call Earth and England. I mean, I already think it's terrible over there. But anyways, um, the way it was shaped was that there, the neck of it was really narrow and um, it, it was just, you couldn't keep it clean. Like, they would wash it off. They were like... I mean, I don't think... I stand corrected. They weren't just, like, slobbering all over it, like, you know, Beethoven 2. What, ha what happened to that dog in Beethoven 2? I barely remember Beethoven 1. But yeah, they weren't just slobbering all over, like, Beethoven and be like, okay, I'm done, you, you know, clean. I guess the, the ice cream guys were like, alright, we'll give it a little wash, you know, uh, security, theater, security theater, whatever. Um, it is. What do you call it? Uh, yeah, that's what you call it. Um, you you just couldn't keep it clean, and there was a little open area, like kind of like a little spot that just it really was just a petri dish. And basically, ice cream men were bad humor men because this is back, I think, when people were probably. Still believing in humors mostly, and they didn't know about germs. And they were just like, boy, I went in for some good humor, came out with this. Um, what, you know, what's going on? Because people, you know, people eventually picked up over time that, oh man, this stuff spreads tuberculosis. Um, like every time I go. Have ice cream, I gotta go get my blood drawn. I need some leeches, I don't feel good. I need an application of, you know, Quicksilver stat almost every time. So if it's happening that much where people who don't know what germs are pretty much catch on that there's something going on that's really bad and you think that would stop, you know, well, it didn't because people, even though penny licks were banned in, in London in 1899, uh, there was still oh, people who were like Ben and Jerry's, more like Dad and Buried's. Oh, oh God. And they loved to spread chunky mononucleosis. Basically, because they were still serving, using, doing it in the 1920s and 30s. People didn't learn. They're like, I'll give it another go. I'll give it another chance. It's good to be vulnerable. It's good to try new things. I don't know. Because they had ice cream cones, like, 23 years from Like, were these people just like, no, I refuse to acknowledge the devil's utensil. Like, 
move over fork. Like, this one's real devilish because, like, it's more hygienic because it's a sing. It's kind of like a perfect single-use, you know, like, object that you get it dirty and you're gonna eat it. Everything should be ice cream cone. We should have ice cream cone dishes and ice cream cone uh, cooking cookware or something like that. You can make it different flavors and vibes for the different dishes. Like, ice cream cone. Uh, big ice cream cone, sponsor me. I'll be in your pocket. Um, uh, that'll be exciting. I'll be like, um, well, look, like, I, the fact that people were still doing petty licks after, you know, them getting banned, like, a bajillion years before being proven to, you know, cause tuberculosis, spread disease, makes people be like, I guess I gotta put down the leeches and, like, Look in a microscope and figure out what germ- I don't know, they are just like, what's going on? I don't know. Uh, but people are still doing it. I think this is a public service because clearly this could happen again. People love to do this to themselves and this is the only way we can prevent it. It's the war on penny lakes and instead of being, you know... Nancy Reagan, you'll have me, and I'll say, just say cone, instead of just say no. And that's how it will do, and that's how it will work. And, you know, I am very good at doing this. I sort of, you know, wonder if this is something that I, this is my calling. Because I, I am, like, now, I am legitimately worried to have it in. I can see me doing that. We sometimes we do something like a penny lick in our own houses. Like, we got a spoon that we're like, it's, you know, it gets reused. It gets double dipped. And, um, you, you just, you just let go like God. Um, I guess it's okay when it's your own germs. I guess it's like taking a probiotic. Oh, that's very, you know, that's very healthy then. So, like, you're making kefir or whatever. You're just making yogurt out of your own body with your jar of peanut butter. You're strengthening. You're battening up the hatches. Um, so I guess that's okay. But you definitely don't want other people's germs for some reason. I know you don't want them. I have OCD. I am very aware of what germs I do and do not want and um I know that our double dip germs are good healthy ones <laughs> I don't know is there I bet that's a retraction and correction for next week like is that true should you avoid being a meat tree dish and wash your damn dishes so they don't become petri dishes damn it Give that tumbler a little twirl in the dishwasher and give that spoon, you know, a wash, damn it. Like, you know, it's, it's not good for- I don't know. I'm sure people have researched it, and if they haven't researched it, you know, I guess- I don't know what industry I could appeal to with it. I guess- Big Soap! Oh! Uh... 
Whoa, I'm in King Soap's pocket. It's only gonna get higher from here because it's the soap bubble. It'll never burst. Because people are always need soap. There will always be people like me with OCD who really, 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 really need soap. And that is exactly why I smoke dope because um, I was literally sober until about four or five years ago where I was like, ah, traumatic experience, smoke weed. And I'm like, oh, it brings out the worst to me. But anyways, yeah, you learned about penny licks. They're disgusting. What the hell? They were doing them all over town. And we're like, you know, this is as good as it gets. And then that's what makes me feel sad about the ice cream cones. I'm like, but it's such a treat. Like, ice cream cones, delicious, fabulous, wonderful part of it. Single use, a great invention. I wish you had thought of it sooner because people would have died. Because they were like, all we have is really hard ice cream and some paper or we gotta share cups that we slobber out of with no spoons. And, oh, oh God, sorry. Oh, um, and yeah, that's what people were like, this is it. And this is how it go. Rest in peace to me, you know. Another victim of the vanilla killer. The vanilla killer. I don't know. I. That's a bad way to go. I. I don't like that at all. And that's what how people are eating ice cream. And uh, and it's it's a wonder we have survived. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me. Another episode of a Harry Home Companion with me, Donna Archie, here on bff.fm home of the cone and where i am stoned to the cone here on a hairy cone cone companion uh-huh anyways free palestine learn about the protests going on in iran lots of stuff to pay attention to uh be good and take care of yourselves and don't forget say cone uh to uh, Penny Licks. Don't just say cone. Yeah, just say cone to Penny Licks. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Have a great week. Love you all. Bye.